If you enjoy our content, please consider supporting us. Click the support link on our main page to become a patron. Thank you. Hello and welcome to this edition of More Shenanigans. I'm James Moore. And I'm Donna Moore. And we come to you today on 9-11, the 21st anniversary of the attacks on the World Trade Center in New York City. We want to take a moment to uh, reflect on the lives that were lost during the attack and the aftermath that incurred, as well as the other domestic terrorist attacks that have occurred here in America. Okay, so today marks the 21st anniversary of the attacks now just on the Twin Towers, but the Pentagon and... A, a potentially the Capitol potentially building. Potentially the Capitol building, but that was thwarted by the people on board. So... At that time, I mean, every generation has a I remember exactly where I was moment. And I even, I remember, it makes me recall a documentary which uh, actually studied uh, the things that people said and remembered for huge moments like that men walking on the moon, Kennedy assassinated, that sort of thing. And they remember things that actually did not happen, Right. you know, decades later. But uh, it's so cemented <laughs> in my mind, I, you know, I... I I don't think I'll forget that you and I were, were both unemployed. Mm-hmm. And I can speak for myself. I was feeling pretty sorry for I, for myself, mm-hmm. you know, not being able to find a job for a while and just watching TV early morning, eating cereal or watching TV. And there was an interruption in the broadcast. I was watching um, ESPN. They had an interruption in the broadcast. It said a plane had crashed into one of the Twin Towers. And I was thinking... Oh my gosh! What an awful accident! Yeah, so I was thinking that's pretty that's pretty awful because I'm, I'm I imagine some single engine aircraft lost control or something happened and slammed into the twin towers and and it was just a crawl under the actual programming and when I saw they said a second plane I was like wait a second you know the mistakes don't happen and like then they that. broke away right um not uh, ESPN classic they oh, they did no, not okay, okay. I broke away and went to a real channel that has news on it right and. I saw billowing smoke coming from two towers. No, that's not what happened. I'll tell you what happened because you woke me up. Wait a second. Wait a second. Hold on. You got to let me tell this. Okay. I saw the billowing smoke on on TV, and then I got up and went into into your bedroom. You were sleeping, uh-huh. and I don't know exactly what I said, but something along the lines of you I know, know exactly what you said. What did I say, Donna? Wake up! Somebody somebody flew plane a plane into the t- twin towers in New York, and I was like, what? And so I woke up and rubbing my eyes or whatever, and we're sitting there looking at the news, you know. And of course the you know the cameras are there at the twin towers, mm-hmm. and it wasn't but moments after I woke. Up and all of a sudden we saw the second they had the cameras up, you know, looking at the and we saw the second plane hit and we were like, oh my god! See, that was a replay. What that, happened that you and I saw? Oh, was it? Yeah, because because I didn't wake you up until I saw the second, second report. One. They oh, say another okay. a second plane flew in. I was like, this can't be an accident. An accident. <laughs> you know, there's there's something going on. So that's when I decided to wake you up, and that's when they showed the footage of the plane going in again. Oh, okay. The second plane. And I, I was like, the the world's gone mad. What's what's going on? You know, yeah. it's it's craziness. So um, for hours after that, all we did was look at the new, look at CNN, we, flip we, between the like the local news and CNN and Fox, and we just kind of rotated between all of the ones that were playing right. everything. And they didn't have an idea exactly of you know who was doing this, the motivation, and everything at that second. 
But all I remember was praying, you know, they, they there must be some way that they can put this fire out. There must be some way they could get all and these then, people out of there. And then we saw it happen. Yeah. And then the, when the first tower went. The the tower came da- tum- came crashing down. But prior the, to that, I remember watching, you know, just watching the footage over and over again and watching those people jump from above where the plane crashed uh-huh. because the fire was coming up. Right. And they couldn't get down. So they were like, I'm not going to burn up. Do I have any chance of surviving this? I'm going to jump. And I can't imagine the state of mind. I cannot. That you have to be. I mean, I, it's, I can't conceive it. I can't put it, I can't put it in my head. It's unfathomable. It's unfathomable to me. And the intense heat of the fire. And, the, and these planes had recently taken off. They were fully fueled, pretty much. Fully fueled. They just the one took off from just, Logan. They had just to- taken off. So they're full of fuel and jet plane fuel burns really, really hot. And when you put that against a steel structure like the, the, the tower, basically you're melting the steel and everything just falls apart. And that's exactly w- what happened mm-hmm. twice, you know, to, you know, and that was the, the game plan. Yeah. That was the game plan for, for that to happen. And so. then the, and then the people on that plane up in Pennsylvania, um, they heard what was happening and they saw the hijackers take over the plane and they heard in the, you know, the, um, conversation that was being had that it was headed to the Capitol and they said, we have to stop this because they saw on their phones that, you know, mm-hmm. this had been happening in, in New York. And so they said, we have to stop this from happening. And then all of a sudden they said, you know, something has happened at the Pentagon. Mm-hmm. And then we find out that another plane had gone down in the Pentagon. And so it's just, it was, it was just, a, it was just hours and hours. I would say probably 48 hours of complete disbelief and, and anxiety just, and terror. Yeah. Which was the, the goal. goal. Because yes. I remember we, we, at the time we were living in Greensboro, North Carolina, and everybody was thinking about what the next target is going to be. Right. There's a huge, uh, fuel farm. Tank farm. Tank farm that's. Of jet fuel. Of jet fuel that was near Greensboro. And people were saying, you know, you know, what if a plane crashes there? You know, everybody was thinking about the next horrible thing that could happen or, you know, is is about to happen. Right. Yeah. But, and that's the intent of terrorism. That's how it works. Yeah. And sadly enough, you know, there were 2000 plus people that died in the, you know, in the fires or in the you know, the plane crashes and the um, falling of the towers, not to mention the collateral damage of people that have died since then from all of the inhalation of all of the poison that they've, you know, inhaled, whether they were trapped in the buildings or whether they were first responders or, you know, whatever the case may be. And so there are thousands and thousands of people that perished because of this. Um, and now, you know, there were animals that perished because of it too, because of the first responder dogs that were cadaver dogs or body dogs looking for survivors and that type of thing. And every year on 9-11 or the days leading up to it, we always say, you know, never forget, mm-hmm. never forget. And, I, and, and what, are, what are we never forgetting? What are, yeah, we, well, never, I, what are we never forgetting? I'll say this. If you, if you live in these United States... And for a lot of people, even outside of these United States, if you're, if you're 35 years old or older, you, you probably have some memory of what was going on or what happened on that day. And it was instantly labeled, um, terrorist attack, instantly, um, labeled 
an attack on our way of life and and you know and it was it absolutely yeah, and, was and, and it, it 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 was and, and is still they they targeted the World Trade Center because that was the financial center of the United States and of course and we're we're, gonna, we're all about money in the Western world and we and they targeted the Capitol and the Pentagon because it's the military and where most of the people that govern this country have their offices is at the Capitol building. So that's why they, you know, had those specific targets. Okay. And to answer your question as far as what are we remembering, I think I can only speak for, for me. We're remembering the, the circumstances. We're remembering that, that people suffered, that people went through a incredibly unfathomable to me difficult time yeah. in having to deal with their <clears throat> family members. People are still dealing with this issue. And that's what we, and they, that's, and we're saying don't forget because of those people for their sake. So, but one thing I think we, something we want to bring about today is after acknowledging that it was a huge national tragedy, as horrible as, as that is, there was, there have been some horrible things that happened after that fact. Before and, and after. And the numbers, as far as lives lost and affected, it might not be as great for each one of them, but it's starting to mount up. For example, after the 9-11 terrorist attacks in 2001, there would have been and still to this day, uh, Islamophobia that is gripping the nation. If you're Muslim, if you practice Islam, you know, you become, you became a target. And some people suffered because of being that target. Some well, here's people the thing. killed outright. Absolutely. And there were people that weren't even Muslim that were attacked and targeted simply because they had brown skin and they looked Middle Eastern and they wore a turban. Sikhs were terribly, uh, Attacked, and they're not Muslim. Mm-hmm. American, uh, Arabic American people were attacked. People that were born and raised here in the United States mm-hmm. were attacked and injured during this time because the people that did this horrible thing were extremists of this particular religion. Right extremists of this particular religion. And so the zealots in our country decided that they were going to take matters into their own hands and attack these innocent people who, you know, had nothing to do with the attacks on the trade centers. Right. And again, here's what we're saying. We're not saying that this belittles anything that happened on September 11th. No. At all. But it's something that basically has been overlooked or passed over. Something that we don't say, you know, always remember with the the Muslim community and people of other communities that just happen to have brown skin or wear a turban or whatever when they're attacked, you know. But I also think that one of the things that we have to remember in the we'll always, we'll never forget, one of the things that we cannot forget is that these were religious, political extremists. Mm-hmm. And And we can look at our own country right now in the last 10 years. Well, last, the last eight years, I would say. Since 2015, 16, something like that. The religious, you know what? I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna put that time frame on it. I'm just gonna say the religious political extremists have been live and well in this country since the beginning of the country. 
Yeah, I was just about to say that. <laughs> they have, I was they about have to say been, that. They have been here. Yes, absolutely. Because six years prior to 9-11, we completely have forgotten about that, the majority of us, because we don't have a big anniversary for that. And there were over 200 people that died and over 800 people that were injured or 700 and some people that were injured in the Oklahoma City bombing. And that was a domestic terrorist attack made by Timothy McVeigh, who happened to be a right wing religious extremist. Extremist. And what religion? What what religion is he an extremist on? The Christian religion. Okay, and and just like the the one thing in common with religious extremists, it doesn't matter what religion you're talking about. The fact that they are religious extremists means that they have walked away from the religion that they claim to be a member Absolutely. of. Absolutely. Okay. So if you're a Muslim religious extremist, or an extremist of Islam, you have walked away from Islam. Yes. Okay. And, and for those of you who are listening who don't agree with what we're saying, if you have never read the Quran, then you have no idea what the Quran says. Yep. No idea what the Quran says. You cannot go by what the internet tells you or your echo chamber tells you. You have to read the Quran to be able to tell what it says. Now, I have not read the entire Quran, but I have read parts of the Quran, a good majority of the Quran, and it is it does not speak of the horrific atrocities that occurred or to do a, 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 a terrific atrocity atrocity that they have done in the name of their religion. Just like Jesus does not speak of the horrific atrocities that has happened under the umbrella of, you know, Christianity. Uh, Slavery was okayed by, you know, under the umbrella of Christianity. Jim Crow laws, uh, the the KKK, KKK. all of that was, and, and that is not who Jesus ever proclaimed to be. Right. And I'll say this. If you decide to take up the challenge of reading the Quran, if you never have before, or reading the Bible, if you never have before, I highly suggest that you do it, number one, in full. And number two, under the guidance of someone that you trust, know and trust, that is schooled in that book whatever book that is, okay? Because Satan can twist the Bible's words for his own purpose. So if you misread something, then you can be going down the wrong path. You know, make sure that you do this with, you know, not in a vacuum, you know, somebody that has some understanding of the the word, so. And the thing about it is, is that I can't imagine the, the terror that was going through the minds of the people in the Twin Towers or on the streets below when the when the towers began to fall or in the hearts and minds of the first responders who, without question, ran to those towers to try to save as many people as they could. The people, mm-hmm. uh, all sorts of first responders. Um, I can't imagine the terror and the fear and the people that had family members in those buildings or in the surrounding area and they had no idea where you couldn't get through on a cell phone. You couldn't, nothing. I mean, and and the city was literally under a black cloud at one point once the, the or not the whole city, but the, the all of Manhattan was under a black cloud once the towers fell because of all the ash and debris and all of that. So the terror that went through those people's hearts and minds, I, I can't even imagine them. The PTSD that has been with those people for, you know, decades now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't, I don't even know. I mean, as scared as I was and upset as I was, and I had no connection to those towers at all. And then I think about the people 
who had children in the daycare at the Edward R. Murrow building in Oklahoma City. And it breaks my heart and I can cry thinking about it because they dropped their babies off for another day of fun and education. And, you know, a little while later, moments later, some of them, their babies were dead, never to be seen again. And that is terror. That is terror. Um, the people on, and then, and then the people on the planes that, that flew into those buildings who had no control over what was getting ready to happen, those first two, the first uh, three planes, they had no control over what was happening. Now, those people, when they crashed, there was no, they were dead upon impact. Mm -hmm. So there was no suffering with those people. But it's still the terror of knowing what was getting ready to happen, you know, and all your life flashing before your eyes. And then you think about, you know, the people that were in that church in South Carolina who invited this man in to sit with them during Bible study and to join in on their Bible study. And then he stood up and murdered them in cold blood in the name of, you know, white power. The terror of the, the people who survived that shooting, the pastor who put his body in front of, of other people stood in front of that terrorist to take the bullets for the other people. I'm sure he was as terrified as the people who fell in the Twin Towers. He was as terrified. Okay, so we know the effect of religious extremism. We've been dealing with it since, I mean, for a long time, like you said. I mean, since the dawn of time, really. Since the dawn of time. So let's just look at a little piece of time. Let's just look at from September 11, 2001 to now. Okay. Has, has anything changed? Is this hopeless? Is has anything improved in this country? Because one of the things that was said, and, and I've heard people, I heard people say it that day and days after, mm -hmm. is that America is finally getting a taste of what other countries have to deal with every day. Mm. You know, mm. and they, that's terrible. That's awful. It's it's awful. It's awful and accurate. But it's a, very accurate. But in, it's awful. A, in a lot of uh, situations, and you know, the world. I, I do remember, you know, the. The newscasts and everything, the world born with us and everything. But I would think in the back of a lot of people's minds living in other countries are saying, yeah, this is what we have to deal with America. Not that they were happy that we were dealing with it. Right. But, you know, maybe something will change since it's happened to America, you know, and yeah. has has that happened? Has there been anything? I don't I don't think so. Because I think here's the problem, and this this is this is just my opinion in the situation. There is too much money made by too many powerful people in the game of war, and the powers that be that make the money off the wars send our babies to war, and they never think about the collateral damage of it all. We spent how many years in Afghanistan after 9/11? We went to Iraq, and then we ended up in Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. You know, all all on a hair trigger thought process because it was wrong and it was proven to be wrong over and over and over and over again. Thousands of our children have been killed fighting that war. Thousands of their children have been killed fighting that war. And for what? For what? Why? What What did it serve? Yeah, that's a, that's a complicated discussion. And I do remember when we initially went into Iraq, Afghanistan, Iraq and well, Afghanistan. First, Af first Iraq and then we ended up in Afghanistan. Well, when we were talking about going into Afghanistan, yeah. I remember... I had a discussion with a friend of ours at the time who was, you know, 
for that action and said, oh, we, we got to go in there. We got to do our thing with the United States of America. And I said, dude, we are going to get locked in there and it's going to be another Vietnam. We're going to be in there for decades. And he said, oh, this is going to be a one year thing at most. Mm. And then, you know, 20 years later, 20 years later, I, I, I haven't, I haven't given that. I told you so to this person or whatever, but I, I just knew it. That's, that's how we, that's how we do things nowadays. Yeah. You know, and the, the Here's motivation the for doing that, yes. I mean, thank you. What, you know, we, we have to break a, you, yeah. What, I'm, what is the motivation for that? It, Why did we go over there? Well, it had nothing to do with 9 11. We like to think that it did, and the quote unquote patriots like to think that it did, but it really, really, and I don't even want to say quote unquote patriots because I don't think there's anybody in America anymore that thinks that we went over there because of 9 11. The reason we went over there was because the money that was wrapped up in oil, that's why we went over there into mm-hmm. Iraq. That's why we went over there. And that's why we stayed there, and that's why we keep our nose in that business all these years and before 9-11, and it'll be years after 9-11. That's why we keep our nose in there is because, again, the money that is wrapped up by the powers, by the powerful people in this country, and they send the non-powerful babies in there to fight those wars, and they'll continue to do it. The same thing happened in, in Vietnam. There hasn't been since World War II a reason for us to go to war. Okay, so the the thing about Korea and Vietnam was we have this huge communist threat. We got to, you know, we got to fight the communist threat. Okay, great. Okay, so you know, there's there's no oil involved neither, in and, there. And neither neither one of them, neither one of them were quote unquote wars. They were considered police, police actions, actions, both of them. Yeah. But our babies still died, just like they did in World War Two and World War One. Well in, they in still any came war home with- in any war somebody's babies is dying. Absolutely. Okay. I agree. And but- we're gonna we're gonna have that with us until kingdom come. Yeah. Yes. You know? I get it. All right. How but here's the thing is that we are, we involve ourselves, America involves ourselves in situations too deeply sometimes because we're this supposed world power. Um, unfortunately, that world power was kind of flushed down the toilet for four years because of how a certain administration handled things um, as far as their uh, foreign relations. Mm -hmm. And we're not as powerful as we think we are anymore because people don't see us that way anymore, unfortunately. Because the people that supported that administration are still spewing that vitriol here in America and elsewhere. And it is making us less trustworthy as a world power like we were before. And like with any great empire, you want to call it that, um, that empire will eventually fall. And I'm not saying that America has fallen or it is going to fall anytime in the near future, but it will fall because of this extremism that is happening here in America, that that the same type of extremism that killed the people on the attacks on 9-11. Okay, so not with the goal of keeping the empire going. That's not our goal. Not with the goal of eradicating religious extremism. You know, we're, we're not going to be able to do that in in an effort to try and end on a positive note with this, this episode. What should come out of this anniversary? What should we be doing to move forward? You know, is there is there hope out there? You know what I think about when I think about 9-11? I think about 9-12. That's what I think about. What did we do on 9-12? Well, it was a long day the day before. We went to the Red Cross in Greensboro, North Carolina, mm. and attempted to give blood. No, that was that same day. Oh, was it? We stood in that line 
For hours. For hours. It was it was till nighttime that we were out there. And this was on the 11th. Everybody wanted to give blood then. They couldn't, they didn't have enough phlebotomists to be able to, you know, take in all of the, the volunteer. And the which, thing, which was, you know, a good thing. Yes. And that's what I remember is, you know, the aftermath mm-hmm. of the communities that came together. All New York City, the, the biggest melting pot in this country. There's every ethnicity, every gender, every sexual orientation, every religion, every everything in that city. And everybody came together to give blood, to, to uh, bring uh, food to the first responders because the first responders responders were there for weeks mm-hmm. weeks months yeah pulling the bodies out and that type of and they brought food they brought compassion they brought um support they brought blood they brought like whatever mm-hmm. and that's how this entire united states was mm-hmm. for a few weeks after that because yeah. we you know we're talking about first responders that came from other states they came other from co- the other states yeah. They came from other countries. They came from other countries too. They once came from once the, the flights were um, yeah, once back when up they were running. reestablished, people were coming from everywhere to to help out. And I think that's the that's what that's I what we that's what we do to combat things. Yes. Okay. That's what we do to combat things. That event, and I'm I'm not trying to put a silver lining in this cloud. That's the 9/11 tragedy, but. Everybody showed who would, who they were on that day and they continue afterwards. And, and in a lot of cases that they inspired people to think of what good can be made in this world. Yes. You know, what can I do to make this world good instead of bad? Mm-hmm. You know, and the realization that a lot of people have, and I think that it worked that way a little bit for me is on this world, all we got is, is, is each other. Absolutely. We need to take care of each other instead of harming each other, you know? And some people got misguided from that. A group of people got misguided from that, that one philosophy, the, the total opposite of that philosophy, yes. and decided to harm as many people as they possibly could, even taking their own lives, which is the yeah. wrong path. The opposite path is what must be taken, and we have hope for that. Absolutely. I would agree 100%. Even with all of the terrible things that have been happen- happening in this country with the you know, the, the insurrection at the Capitol, which was a, a type of terrorism, um, we need to learn from that, and we need to, those of us who who know what is right, we need to come together and stand up and do what is right so that we can, I can't say get rid of because we're never going to get rid of, like you said, but to counterbalance Mm -hmm. the evil and the negativity that is happening. Right. And the thing is, you know... And it can be done because we've seen it happen. We've seen it happen. And it doesn't matter who you pray to, what your religious beliefs are. One thing that we can say in common, we're all human beings here and we really need to take care of each other because there's enough natural problems out there trying to wipe us off the face of this earth viruses, wildfires, extreme heat, flooding, extreme cold. We got enough of that stuff to try and wipe us out. We need to take care of each other and be good to each other. Okay. That's it for this episode. So tune in next time for more shenanigans. (laughs) 